Overtime, your weekly source for all things Overwatch. I'm your host, Jacob Hujic, and with me today is Bryn Williams. I just noticed my mustache is getting bushy. And me. Taylor Severn. Little stitches, I was having fun! All I got okay. out of that was that you were high as a kite. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Taylor received a uh, stitches plush. Stitches from... Uh, from uh, War- World of Warcraft. And, Did he get uh, stitches from Stitches? Uh, it, it's the Stitches specifically from Heroes of the Storm. Ah. Uh, in either case, he's a small plush, and he also has a butt. I mean, he has to be accurate. He has a prominent, he has two prominent butt cheeks. And he's great. So, Overwatch. Uh... <laughs> Have your game, how have your games been going, guys? I tried to play the other day with some friends, but the Battle.net just didn't want to update, so we didn't. <laughs> that's uh, that's my Overwatch story of the week. <laughs> and I um, haven't played it all all week. Yeah, you've been busy, man. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I played uh, a bunch with my cousins again. I'm glad we're so dedicated to this podcast. I know, right? I mean... <laughs> so, so let's talk about Stitches and, no, and Heroes of the Storm. Um, no, I, uh, I've been, re- I've been still really enjoying my time in Overwatch. Uh, I've been playing more of the, uh, the Horde mode. Uh, how dare Science Revenge. I know, how, how dare I? Um, but no, I've, I've still been really enjoying that. I, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's pretty shallow, but I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just a nice warm-up, I, I, I still think. You know what? I, uh, I what, still disagree with you. That, like... We didn't talk about when we were talking about it? What? Which of the four do you prefer to play? Oh! Uh... Yeah. Uh, I actually prefer... I mean, I'll play basically anyone besides Hanzo. But if I had to choose, I think I might prefer Soldier the most. He is my least. Really? I just find he has so much utility. Like, all his abilities are very effective in that mode. Uh... Ana's probably my favorite. Anna? Yep. I'm a Hanzo mm. guy. <laughs> Awful. I, I like the damage. Yeah, he, his single target damage is... Um, besides, like, maybe McCree is the one that can kind of get close to him. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Hanzo is definitely the one you want focusing on the uh, on the bosses. Yeah, then you're just like, boom, headshot, boom, headshot, boom, headshot. And then all the robots are dead. Robots. And, like, you don't need, like, multi-target, you just need to shoot more arrows. You single-target a lot. <laughs> uh, I do find that... Uh, like, he's definitely good for taking out junk, uh, Junkenstein. And then signaling out the witch. Uh, but for Reaper and the monster, you definitely want uh, McCree up there to stun them out. And I just... I, I like how much strategy and, like, synergy they managed to put in to the abilities that are there. Like, the characters that are there. Like... For to counter the monster, you have to throw Anna's uh, anti-healing grenade. Like it, it definitely serves a purpose. Otherwise, he's just gonna sit there and take shot after shot after shot. And uh, you can use the uh, Hanzo's ultimate to clear out a whole lane um, because there's three definite lanes, and it's just like it, they all work well. Uh, the only one that that isn't the greatest is potentially Hanzo's tracking arrow. 
But yeah, other than that, uh, we have uh, a fair bit of news today. There's got, there has been a lot of changes to the PTR. Sombra? Uh, <laughs> the Overwatch World Cup uh, has kind of gotten a condensed short, uh, version of its news, as well as competitive changes also on the PTR. Also, before anyone gets excited, uh, nothing about Sombra. No, there was no, absolutely no Sombra news. And that's, Thank I, God. I know that might sound sarcastic, but it was not. Um, so yeah, uh, getting off to it, the PTR patch changes for the heroes. Uh, like we said last week, they have decided to make these round of PTR last a little bit longer, and the changes are going to be much more substantial. Not all of them are going to make it onto the live game, and in fact, many of these uh, are just kind of experimental tests. Uh, so None of them seem too, too out there. Uh, uh, except for the Torbjorn changes, that changes a few fundamental but every just just a few number things. It's like, eh? Yeah, sure. they're they're bigger number th- tweaks than you would um, expect. I mean, uh, for example, uh, Diva, her mech health got increased by two hundred, or rather by one hundred. Um, so now that she used to have one hundred health and then four hundred armor, so now she has two hundred health and four hundred armor. So it makes her definitely a lot more tanky, um, as well as some more general changes. Uh, like dealing damage to non-player characters, so basically turrets, uh, is not going to charge your ultimate anymore. And across the board, ultimates have had their cost increased by 25%, which means that it'll take you about 25% longer to get your ultimate. Uh, uh, yeah, Jeff Kaplan's oh, wow. just like, yeah, you, your games are too flashy, guys. Stop it. No no more ults. We, we, we're, we're patching them out of the game. Uh, I, I think that's kind of been a general sentiment among... A fair bit of the community that ultimates especially recently happen a lot like it seems you can't go even a minute without someone using their ultimate uh, past a certain point in the game i mean uh, I've, I've had multiple games where i would use my ultimate and then <laughs> i'd have built up almost enough charge to use it again by the time i was finished with the ultimate uh, like it can, get, it can get pretty nuts sometimes so I, I definitely agree with this. I, I kind of want ultimates to be like that big swing moment in the game when someone pops that or multiple people pop that ult and not like you're kind of just trading them back and forth. Uh, besides uh, those general changes and the D.Va changes, uh, well, actually getting back to D.Va, uh, her movement speed while firing has been increased by 25%. So just like oh, straight nice. buff to, to, to D.Va to see uh, what's... Uh, like what can happen if they make her better? Because I believe she's one of the more underused uh, tanks. I think she's struggling s- to kind of find her niche. Uh, we've covered her bef- uh, not too long ago, but I mean, Reinhardt can kind of Reinh- Reinhardt can kind of like shield his teammates and hold a point a little bit better, and, and can also get in there and skirmish. Uh, and uh, so Diva's like role is kind of. Being that, but a more mobile version, it was kind of struggling to gain traction. Still good. Like I, I still prefer to play Diva than Reinhardt, but uh, I think they're going to try out some of these buffs, and I think some of them are going to make it to the live game. Um, also, her um, when she's in pilot mode, her call down mech ultimate, uh, its charge has been decreased by twenty percent. Actually, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes so, so, I feel like when I get the mech, um, I'm literally a second away from dying. <laughs> you 
one thing many people don't know is that when you, as soon as you call down the mech, it can start taking damage. Yep. Uh, so you have to be careful with that. Uh, but one one note about this uh, ultimate cost change uh, for her for Diva Pilot mode is that this is basically just to reduce it back to um, normal. Make yeah. sh- it's to make sure that that ultimate increase that they did for every character doesn't affect her, so she's not stuck in pilot mode unduly. Uh, Soldier has also gotten some buffs. Uh, basically, they're just changing his primary fire. The bullet damage has been increased, but the spread has also been increased. So his gun is less accurate, but it does hit harder. Um, which I'm curious to see what the wider community kind of will make of this. I... Mm-hmm. Like, eventually, it's just going to become a shotgun. Continue this change. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is generally... Like, his gun has gotten less and less accurate uh, as these patches have kind of rolled by. Well, it's because um, he's not getting any young. He's not the young man he used to be. Is I thought it was because we're all soldiers now. Well, I mean, that that, that doesn't speak volumes to his aim. It speaks volumes to your aim. I think it speaks to the fact that if uh, it was his day, he would have had the payload delivered already. I, I think my quotes made a lot more sense than your quotes. But okay. Lucio's? Lucio got nerfed. 10% decreased in healing. Yeah, uh, Lucio is still consistently one of the more used healers. Um, I've seen him... Like, I, I just I still see him as much as I always have, um, even with that decrease to his uh, amp it up speed. But I have also seen characters like Ana and Zenyatta a lot. And then I just play Mercy quite a lot. So I, I feel like the, the balance between all the heroes has kind of been stabilized. Uh, I, I also feel Sinatra you play excluded. with someone that likes to play Zenyatta and Ana. So. Not exclusively, though. Uh, that is true, but I'm 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 factoring that that out. Uh, of course, you are. <laughs> I hope I am. Um, Maybe you just the... forgot you play with them, and then. Yeah, who are we talking about? Uh, Ana has also gotten uh, a change. Her nano boost no longer increases move speed, which is huge. That is a huge nerf to. Not only Anna, but everyone she she synergized with. So like characters like Reinhardt, um, who really uh, Reinhardt and Reaper were, are kind of the big targets for uh, the nano boost. Well, so I don't think will... Reaper used the move speed too much. Yeah, Reaper less so. He he did he did get the the boost a lot, but this is a, a big uh, nerf to Reinhardt because he relied quite a lot on being able to just close that distance so easily with that alt and do just ridiculous amounts of damage. Um, so I think that's Blizzard kind of testing out the waters and seeing how, it, or rather, if this change ruins completely the the Ana st- uh, strategy that we see at competitive levels. Um, but it it might be too big a change. So I am curious to see if that goes live. Well, if it only affects Reinhardt, then that's just makes it so she can alt more other people, and it's better. Not yeah. Better. Uh, it definitely opens up a lot of. Um, it definitely opens up the uh, competitive scene. But I am curious whether they're going to go through with it because it is such a big nerf to Anna herself. Now, now you don't feel as bad when you accidentally ult the Widowmaker, <laughs> which does happen every now and then. Uh, speaking of alt changes, Maze Blizzard, uh, the ultimate cost has been increased. Additionally, by fifteen percent on top of the other increases. So, 
yeah, they, they recently buffed the range on it and let it pierce through barriers. Uh, and it might have been too effective. I have seen a lot of May uh, maze in my in my in my games so that's not unsurprising like i mean i see a lot of maze in my game but also i'm looking at a mirror those in those games <laughs> uh, zarya her particle barrier um both personal and projected um the power she gains has been decreased by 20 percent on both of those barriers which is uh, unfortunate i play a lot of zarya i have been seeing a lot of very good Zarya players. Maybe this this change is, is pretty warranted. It seems more uh, like a change that it might introduce in Heroes of the Storm to Zarya. Uh, she's been getting a lot of changes there, but uh, yeah, and, and it's funny how in both those games, Zarya's turned out to be a, a very good character. Um, what? Invincibility Shield is good? Tell right, that's like, Eve. <laughs> it's not so much the invincibility, which is a huge factor, don't get me wrong. Um, but just the fact that, I mean, most people considered her her base kit in both games to be a little underpowered based on the fact that at higher levels of play, people wouldn't attack her when her shield is up, therefore she would end up doing less damage. However, the mind games that that represents and the, the fact that she is basically invulnerable, at least in Overwatch, when she has those shields... It just lets her play around people so much easier. And also the fact that she can put that shield on someone else, not only making them tankier, but it's usually a character that, that gets pummeled often, like Roadhog, uh, like a, uh, a Reaper or something like that. Roadhog. I just want to say, least that's why I love Zarya so much. Right? It's, like, it's the good. mind games. And you want to put her projected barrier on uh, Roadhogs because he attracts a lot of fire. He's a huge... Like, if I'm playing against a Roadhog, I'm shooting him every chance I get. If there's no other target available, sometimes even if there is a target, I'll just shoot him because he's easy to hit and he charges up my um, uh, my ultimate very quickly. Just pounding away. Look, I don't need the mind games if uh, I just shoot them in the head and die. So. Yes, that. but we're not, we're not all as skilled at the Hanzo arrow as you are. Yeah. Well, One might say, we're not all soldiers. <laughs> well, you were playing your mind games. I was studying the era. Torbjorn, as you mentioned, has gotten a significant change. Uh, his scrap is now automatically generated over time. That's, that's a huge change. Um, the amount of scrap collected from fallen enemies has also been decreased by 40%. So it's more... Uh, this is going to help players who kind of have been sitting back more often and don't get the chance... To go out, like if it's just like a non-stop rush of enemies, they can't really uh, get to where this, all the scrap has fallen, which I have noticed is a problem sometimes. Which means that like I just don't get to drop armor for large sections of the game. Uh, a whole ability goes unused. So I, I I kind of like this, but it was it was nice to kind of have that not not mini game, but that kind of okay. We we've we've. Push them back for now. Now I'm going to collect all the scrap and I'm going to throw that, throw down this, uh, just a bunch of armor for all my teammates so we're all ready. Now uh, it's going to be more of a throw it down, like piecemeal every now and then whenever I get uh, enough scrap from it. Uh, talking about this actually reminds me of those times I was playing Torbjorn with you. And this is more just to play the game. Um, it, but it wasn't play the game. It was play the game person. And uh, it was like 
on the point and like essentially like everybody had died like five times there and so there was just a bunch of scrap there because you know people dead and, and essentially uh, I was holding the point just me by myself and, and, and there, there were two enemies just constantly shooting me but I kept throwing out armor and picking up more scrap that they just could <laughs> not kill me just constantly armored <laughs> I like that's that's the one thing like I, I always like because the, the way to, uh, to, uh, Rybjorn is what I want to call him. The way Torbjorn uh, kind of plays now is that like you get a whole bunch of scrap because like there, you ha- during that calm moment between team fights, you pick up a whole bunch of scrap and you throw it all down for your team, and then you have you don't get a chance to pick any up. And then when they get closer to the, to, to your point that you're defending, you're like ah oh, like I want to just throw that that scrap down and heal myself so I can like beat this guy in a one on one, but you don't have any. So I, I honestly think that like the fact that he's going to be throwing it out more piecemeal. I think this is a good change. It's very drastic to how you used to play before. Like, like you're right, Taylor. This is one of the bigger changes that they have shown besides the ultimate change. Um, but I think it's a step in the right direction. As a Torbjorn player, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, I find I'm apparently a very active Torbjorn compared to other people's passive Torbjorn. <laughs> I mean, for example, I usually pick Torbjorn when I... I don't really want to aim. I know that sounds bad, but it's just like, it's late at night, I'm just playing quick match, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll pick Torbjorn, and like I can just kind of wander around um, and let my turret deal with things. But yeah, you no. are actually a proper Torbjorn player, where you, you're you not just your turret, you're actually a walking death machine you're yourself, and the turret's just extra. Well, I, I purposely like place my turret in bad places, just to be like, hey, there's a turret there, you should shoot it, bam, bam. So. <laughs> Um, some uh, other minor changes to Torbjorn are his Forge Hammer, for those of you who <laughs> have ever, uh, not, or who, who have never used your hammer as more as an upgrade tool for your turret, you can actually swing that hammer at enemies, it will do damage, it's actually somewhat effective. So the swing speed has been increased, but the damage has been decreased. So you're going to be swinging that thing a lot faster. Uh, does that mean he'll be upgrading his turrets faster as well? It does. At least as far as I understand this. Like, it doesn't say he won't be. So I think I'm going to play Torm a lot more. He sounds fun. Uh, I like, like swinging I th- my hammer. <laughs> Alrighty, moving on. Um, <laughs> Just play Reinhardt, then? <laughs> well, he didn't say it was a big hammer. Uh, Widowmaker. Venomine's explosion no longer damages the player who placed the mine. I didn't notice this was an issue. Oh, and, sorry, uh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I was still laughing. Uh, it's uh, there. The patchments are saying that Widowmaker's Venom Mine, uh, the explosion no longer damages the player who placed the mine. Oh my god! Was there friendly fire in the mine? I've never noticed that. Absolutely. Really? Oh my goodness! I mean, I guess every other explosion in the game has friendly fire for for you, but I just didn't think that the Venom Mine would do that. Well, this is this helps. Uh, Widowmaker is one of you one because you can throw that that uh, mine. Yeah, I tried close. doing that when I was actually using Widowmaker and it in the you? beginning. Yeah, like that's how I was trying to use Widowmaker, and then in those one-on-one situations, I was dying because I would step on my mine after it was already activated. <laughs> I one v one people by starting to say Ada boost me, and then I get boosted, and then I. Can uh, another change that happened to Widowmaker is um, 
the Widow's Kiss, which is her scoping on her primary weapon, uh, the charge rate has been increased by 20%. So she will be able to do a maximum damage shot from her sniper quicker. Excellent. Uh, I Yeah, Widowmaker has basically dropped off the face of the earth. Yep. Uh, I see her very, very rarely. I feel like the only place you will see her is kind of like high gold platinum level of like quick match you won't really see her in competitive because the people who who play her are really really good at her but no one who is like amazing at the game uh picks her if that makes sense like there's just like that dedicated following who's pretty good at who's really good at widowmaker but um they just can't they can only climb the uh the ranks so much with that character I think they just need to try. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm 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 interested to see what these buffs will will do to Widowmaker's usage usage rates. Um, the last two are Farah has gotten some uh, pretty major changes. Her rocket launcher, the minimum explosion damage has been increased by uh, to twenty five percent, which is just like the 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 max range of her splash damage on the rocket. That damage has been increased. And the minimum explosion knockback has been decreased to zero of the rocket's total knockback. So uh, if you're hit closer to the center of the rocket, it will knock you back. But now uh, if you're out on the edge of the explosion, you won't get knocked back, knocked back at all. Which uh, doesn't really affect uh, us lower level players, but for the higher level people who were using it to knock people out of position, uh, that's... Uh, not a minor change. I, I feel that's more a change to try to put her into more of a niche for her in the offensive heroes. Um, because uh, it's kind of pushing her into the splash damage I deal with the large groups. Where exactly. not a lot of other off um, uh, the offensive other offensive heroes are able to deal with the large groups as the, as well. Yeah, I definitely think that's that's kind of where they're going. It's She's not pushing them away so that she can get more rockets in on a more clustered group of enemies. Um, so yeah, it's, this will be uh, an interesting change. I, I think that this one might go live. Um, this is one of the more experimental changes, but I wouldn't be surprised if they introduce this one. Last what, up what is changes? Mercy. Oh, Sorry? Safe, safe, safe. Uh, last up is Mercy. Her passive health regeneration now kicks in. When Mercy avoids taking damage for one second instead of three seconds, so she'll be able to start regenerating health quicker, which is just a general boost to Mercy. So you said uh, you think Pharaoh will go in. What changes do you think won't go to life? Um, as they are or in any form? Either or. Mm, it's just scrolling through. I'm I... thinking Diva, Rate of Fire. Uh, oh, I was going to say, I don't think Diva's health increase is going to go through, but her rate of fire will. That's actually kind of where I was leaning. I think they might do something differently than her health. Yeah, give her a bit more speed instead of more health. Um, I think I think they're going to play around with Diva a lot more. Uh, I, on, I Honestly, yeah, if I was going to say for Diva, I think they're going to... This is just the, the first wave of their experiments. They're going to try a lot of different other things, and... The, what comes into the main game is going to be an amalgamation of all that data. I don't think we're going to see D.Va changes anytime soon in the live game. I also don't that. think the Mercy changes. 
going to go. Well, like that's. Yeah, that that seems overkill. Like <laughs> for one second, I feel like being able to hide away for three seconds because she regenerates her health pretty quickly. Like this would let her not one v one characters, but she she would win fights that she previously did just being able to duck out of cover for a second, regain some, start regaining some health, and then pop back out. By the time they actually hit her with a bullet, like it might have been, you know, a good 50, 25 points of healing, which is not bad. So it would really increase her, her effective health pool. I don't think that's that's going to make it. Um, other than that, I, I don't know about the Zarya changes. I think they're still playing around with her as well. And Torbjorn, I think, not exactly as they are, but definitely something like this will make it into the live game as well. Do you guys have any other comments on that? Yeah, then none that other changes seem like super crazy, right? Mm-hmm. As for that, there, the hero changes weren't the only changes that made it into competitive. I believe Brandon had some more information on that. Yeah, new competitive info. Straight season from the forums. <laughs> yeah, season three competitive changes. Yeah, so season two is nearing its end, very uh, very shortly, I believe. Within within the month, I think. Season two is ending at. I believe 12, it's like November. On November twenty fourth. November twelfth. November twelfth or November fourth. Season two ends in a month. Wow, much sooner than I thought. Okay. So get on that, get into... Later than platinum. I thought. Yeah, get on that. Get in the diamond. Get in the platinum. Do things. Masters. Anyways, season two is almost over. And there's going to be some new changes in season three. Especially as how soon season three is going to start. So they're saying, after season two, there's only going to be a one-week grace period before season three competitive starts back up. And Probably not only that... Point. I don't know. I think it'll be a good thing. I, I said, yeah, it's, that's good. Yeah, I, I was kind of agreeing with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't agreeing with God! <laughs> I think you're both wrong. I think you're wrong. I think uh, always me and Brandon can agree that Jacob's agree. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with that. Excellent. And not only is uh, they're changing the schedule on how uh, season seasons start... We're also uh, messing around with the skill ratings again. Mm-hmm. So they haven't said anything about whether they're changing the tiers, but they have said that they are sort of... Uh, so at the start of Season 2, what happened was your skill rating was kind of reset. So you could... Uh, well, so they wanted you to place properly, but it didn't really work out the way they wanted it to. Uh, and now what's going to happen is uh, wherever you're placed in Season 2 at the end is sort of where you're going to start in Season 3. You're still going to have replacement matches, but it's going to be a little different as it was in Season 2. You might find that you're ranking a little lower than what you did last time around. And that's because they want you to rank low and build yourself up. Yeah, one of the kind of big complaints that people have been noticing is that uh, they started off quite high, often in gold or, or even platinum. Yeah, I was actually surprised at how high I ranked, and I didn't feel like my placement matches went all that well. 
Yeah, and but, it's actually Blizzard was surprised at how many people ended up in uh, silver and, and platinum as well. It was m a much higher percentage of people that they want than they wanted, and uh, it honestly led to many people dropping in rank uh, for whatever reason. The system kind of overvalued people's um, placement matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, and then people started dropping ranks and, and started getting into the the kind of silver. And bronze areas from from gold, which feels bad, honestly. Yeah. Um, so they bad. they've decided to to change that, which I honestly think that's perfect. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good change. I think um, it'll work out well. I know for a fact that people who don't read this uh, change will uh, place in season three be lower than they were expecting. And go, oh come on, Blizzard, what what the heck happened? Uh, like I'm way better than this. Oh, stupid MMR system is broken. But um, those people can <laughs> go to hell, honestly. And I think this well, will be much, much nicer for the majority of players. Yeah, I think it's going to make for some uh, more competitive and more fun matches, for sure. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't like the sweaty matches, because I'm all about the sweats. But this, this should make it a little bit more interesting. Well, they want you to have more of the sweaty games. Yeah, and that's what they're trying to do with evening everything out like this. They, they talked about how they want fair games, but also in the season they wanted a fresh start, and that that just didn't gel together. So in season two they erred on the side of the fresh start. On season three they're like erring on the side of uh, fair games. Yeah, I I think in the long run that's probably the better better way to do it because I I've been really appreciating appreciating competitive mode for the fact that. It, for the most part, um, the games there are very evenly matched. It's usually, unless someone leaves, I find that the ma the matches are very to the wire, which I love. That's why I go there. They take longer, but if I'm going into competitive, I'm going in there knowing that this might take an hour of my time. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I want them to kind of have very, honestly, fair, like they said, um, Games. I don't want people to, to rank into a place that they don't belong for one reason or another uh, and kind of ruin the experience for, for everyone, for themselves and, and, their, and their teammates and their opponents as well, giving them free wins, which throws the system off balance yet again. Like, it's just, I think this is, this is just a good change all around. So that's pretty much it for PTR stuff. Yeah. One last note on it is that um, they will be valuing your uh, games early in the season, um, your, rather, your wins. They're going to be valuing your wins m more at the beginning of the season. However, this will level out uh, because you're because you're ranking lower than you should be. This will kind of get you to where you you're going to where you should be, and then it'll it'll level out and it'll be fair and nice for everyone. So yeah, good system. I love it. I like it. Other than that, the other news is the Overwatch World Cup. Uh, Blizzard released a video, which I will be linking in our show notes, uh, basically describing uh, what's happened with it so far, for those of you that don't remember. Um, basically, teams have been picked for several countries around the globe, um, with the community actually picking the members of the team. These um, potential team uh, players were either pro players uh, that resided in the country, or um, community content creators. So some of them are very skilled players, and other them, some of them not are so just... Not so much. Uh, yeah, not so much, but we'll leave it at faces that. at least. Um, most of the teams have been balanced uh, pretty appropriately. 
the community has picked several uh, well-known players and several um, highly skilled players, and they've all pretty much evened out. Um, many people are kind of giving the edge to either the US or Sweden, which have a lot of very, very good players, some of the best in the world, actually. Um, so that is kind of the predicted final match. Um, Canada will also be represented, which will be which will be uh, fun to watch, as well as oh, let me see if I can remember. It was um, Russia, Spain, uh, Korea. Ah, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there is a list available there for you, or you can just watch that video. It runs through everything, and uh, the World Cup will actually start on October 29th, uh, which will be the 16 teams. Uh, playing in uh, group stages, and eventually they will be whittled down to the semifinals and then the finals of two, uh, where we will have our first Overwatch World Cup Kings. So that'll be exciting to watch. Um, these games start in just a few days, uh, so I would, I'm definitely going to tune in. Uh, I want to, I love the regionalism. I know it's uh, nationalism is. is <laughs> An interesting concept, but I definitely think that it's a great way to get people invested in esports. Um, I know that when I watch esports, especially Heroes and Overwatch, I don't get as attached to specific teams. Players, yes, but I find that setting countries against each other, it, you automatically have someone to root for uh, when it's countries, because you probably live in, in, in a country, so it's, it's just a, an easy way to get invested. What do you guys think? I mean, if you're not living in space, you're living in a country. <laughs> well, of the of the World Cup in general. Are you, are you talking smack about people that live on boats? I mean, they have their own country. I'm just saying they're probably not watching Overwatch. Like, I mean, maybe they get free Wi-Fi on the boat. You don't know. I can't. I don't know the rules. So Sombra isn't actually from Latin America. She's just one of the boat people. Like, I mean, wow! I didn't. Oh, they're called boat people now? I regret saying that as soon as... <laughs> Keep your boatism off this uh, podcast, Jacob. I thought we were better than that. <laughs> so what do you guys think of the World Cup? Will you guys be tuning in? No. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it was such an easy decision for you both. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just don't care so much about competitive Overwatch. I don't even play it. But... Yeah, I, I expected that from you, Taylor. Is there any reason you're not going to be um, watching Brandon? Because I know you, uh, yeah, you I... watch a lot of competitive games, especially shooters. I just don't care for this World Cup thing. I don't like how they made the teams. I don't like this randomness to it. I just I don't care for that. I'd rather watch a completely professional team play another completely professional team. Or two amateurish teams go at it who kind of know what they're doing. For yeah. Overwatch, at least. If this was something else, I'd probably pay attention to it. I mean... I don't know. No, I, It would I have to be something you. I was really interested in. Like, Overwatch um, competitive I am, but not this whole... I don't know. I would definitely tune into the finals. I think the finals and probably even the semifinals are going to be some fairly balanced games. I agree with that. Because I, I do that. agree. The, the way they pick the, the team... Like, this is, this is honestly just a show match. It's a show tournament. It's just to people, get people used to the idea of uh, an Overwatch of competitive scene. 
of, yeah. uh, of, of tournaments, of Blizzard-sponsored tournaments. This is just a great way for Blizzard to kind of gauge what the community wants, a great way to kind of get their infrastructure for showing this these types of events in the future. Uh, because something I want to bring up, kind of a tourney scene for Heroes, um, which is going to be uh, like sponsored uh, games that will ha be happening very regularly, every month, I believe. Um, and the winners get to face off on a uh, inter international stage. And eventually, every couple months, it'll be a, 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 the world kind of series as, as it is now. Uh, all these um, tournaments will have... Um, uh, paid uh, It'll have prizes. prizes and many of the players will kind of be paid a salary through Blizzard if I'm not mistaken. Correct. So basically they, they've set up a huge like um, incubator, not incubator, but a, a huge uh, space and, and stage for, for competitive heroes to to thrive, which is super interesting. They've set up all these rules and have regulated um, this tournament scene and I honestly think that this is kind of what they're going to do. This is a test bed for what they want to do in Overwatch. Between the World Cup and what they've done in Heroes, I think in the new year, potentially at BlizzCon, we will hear announcements of the competitive scene for Overwatch. I think that's a sure thing. And whether that takes a form very similar to um, what Heroes is doing, where they, they have teams that you can, like, that, that will be, uh, kind of, not paid for, but they will be given a place financially uh, to just stay together as a group and the, the, uh, the whole scene will be regulated as it is in Heroes. I, I'm really curious if they're going to do something like that or if it's just going to be something like what they've been doing for StarCraft and Hearthstone, which is just, hey, uh, there's a World Championships series that happens at BlizzCon every year and these uh, like private events uh, we're, we're going to pick and assign WCS points to. I really like yeah. the whole uh, the whole season thing, which the season leads up to the World Championship. That's the new uh, hero system. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing that uh, that Halo uses. They have uh, right now they're on like the second season, and uh, what it was is basically like the, the seasons. Uh, I don't know. The teams were all there was like ten teams or whatever, and they'd play off against each other every week. And you gain points throughout the season, like wins and losses and ties and stuff like that. And then that leads up to uh, like the semifinals, like like a playoff almost. And then yeah. playoffs leading up to the finals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very similar to kind of like hockey. Exactly. Um, yeah, I I like this idea a lot, and I just like the fact that they that Blizzard is kind of they're not relying on on extraneous um, tournaments by like different companies and stuff because. They can come into the scene and come out. This has been especially true for Heroes because it is a smaller uh, pool. But uh, teams themselves can kind of just drop in and drop out. I mean, the, very famously, the, the world championship, the first world champions of uh, Heroes of the Storm, uh, Cloud9, they've, they've left the scene. They're no longer there. Um, uh, so I think the fact that they can kind of regulate this and more independent teams not these big organizations can kind of come in there. Or, for example, in this latest Heroes of the Storm uh, World Championship that's happening, um, an independent team beat some of the more established teams, and the established teams 
dropped all their players and picked up the ones that beat them. And that's kind of weird to have, I believe it was Astral Authority that, that did this, like to have them out of the championships and then in the championships because they bought the team. It's just, this will kind of put a stop to that. Yeah, that's um, not stupid. <laughs> this will let teams, independent teams, have a salary. It will, it'll let players who uh, are maybe maybe financially struggling or are in school kind of be like, okay, I can take a break from my schooling or whatever I'm doing right now and do this for a couple of years, like make my dream to be a professional player a reality because I have this guaranteed income. And I think we're just gonna we're just gonna see the amount of players and the skill of these players increase. And I would love to see this in Overwatch. Um, uh, I think Overwatch has a lot of potential just from its huge player base to be a, a very big eSport. And I think Blizzard sees that potential as well and really is trying through all of its assets in Heroes in setting up this World Cup to make sure that when they announce something for Overwatch, it is as perfect as they can get it. So that yeah. pretty much wraps us up on that. That is about everything we have for today. We will be covering Reinhardt next week, uh, as well as uh, some other things. But before we go, I want to mention two things. First of which is BlizzCon predictions. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Do you guys have anything that you think might be happening at BlizzCon, uh, Overwatch or not necessarily Overwatch? Yeah, I predict that you will not stop calling Roadhog Reinhardt. I do keep calling Roadhog Reinhardt. Um, I think it's. I think I have a problem with names that start with the same letter. <laughs> um, We're not covering Reinhardt next week. Roadhog. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did he say Roadhog? He said Reinhardt. I mean, did he say Reinhardt? <laughs> See, it's Damn not it. just me. Ha! <laughs> he is the only one that has any brains. Yay! Um, he is the only one keeping this thing together. <laughs> I feel that. Let's go. BlizzCon predictions. Uh, I think for Overwatch, we will definitely get a tease of Sombra. Not just a tease. I think that we're going to get a huge um, announcement of, of Sombra. Whether she's on the PTR or, or live, I don't know. But we're definitely going to see some Sombra. At, uh... Well, like I feel like that's the only reason to hold her back at this point, because they have nothing left to show at BlizzCon. They were like, ah, oh, crap. We only have something. It also looks too like... Far into, not far enough into the yeah, it also looks like they were planning something to, to release at BlizzCon, and it got pushed back for whatever reason, so they had to kind of pull Sombra out of an earlier announcement so that she's the big thing for, for BlizzCon. Um, I also think we're going to see, uh, again, a big announcement for what they're going to do com competitive-wise, like uh, esports-wise for, for Overwatch, as well as um, potentially a new game map mode. Um, it's not going to be released, but I think they're going to. Yes, I think they're going to talk about it. Uh, I feel like there's only going to be a new map. I don't know about a new mode. Uh, that's that's where my predictions are. Um, and that, as for outside of Overwatch, uh, I really think that this is going to be uh, an announcement year for Diablo. Um, I know lots of people are saying that there is going to be a Diablo four. I think it's still a little too early what i think it's going to be is announcements of remakes for diablo 1 and 2 i'm i would put my bets on on that i would be thrilled right 
yeah, updated like, graphics of Diablo 1 and 2. Yeah, a remastered version of D1 and 2. I would Because those games happy. are great. Like, there's still people streaming that game. Like, they, they Blizzard updated it out quite a while now. But, um, and they've also hired um, technicians to kind of work on remakes. Mm. So I definitely think that... That's probably going to be a big update, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, there has also been some rumors of um, what is it, the lead one of the lead designers on WoW has been moved to a nef- different project and he didn't mention which one it was going to be. Uh, whether there is Diablo. one of the existing ones or a, a new secret project. Um, I myself think he's been moved to um, potentially something in Overwatch. He nope. might be doing some PvE stuff for Overwatch. Oh, potentially, but uh, if he was it. directing Diablo, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it's going to Diablo because their lead director is no more. Well, they have uh, that new guy who's, well, not new. He's been there for almost a year and a half now. Or he could get the beginning of an administrative job. Lead story <laughs> designer? I mean, someone has to pull yeah. <laughs> and that's 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 I think a bigger discussion point of this con. Yep. Who who's going to be in replace of Chris Metzen? Yeah, Chris Metzen is always the like the hype man, right? Like he's always the one that kind of gets the the crowd pumped uh, for BlizzCon. Uh, he did have just like this great energy about him, and now that he's gone, a I I wonder if he's even going to be there. Oh yeah, uh, I would Absolutely. I would I would think he he would be there at least in some sort of personal capacity. Um, but maybe this year he just takes a break from it. You know, it would be interesting if he was there and he was the hype man, but he was also discovering what Blizzard did with us. And so we see his raw hype. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, I would say wait like a year or two so he doesn't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he knows everything that's going to be announced. But yeah, that would be pretty cool. I would love to that, see that. In, in when he years. left Blizzard, he was just going like, la, 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 hands over his eyes and ears. <laughs> yeah, he was just like pouring over uh, uh, Warcraft movie scripts and and, uh, and how to make Overwatch the biggest things in sliced bread and didn't think about anything else. Or, or he just like splashed water on all the computers and he's like, okay, now you have to do something new and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Took a magnet to his computer. <laughs> um... Just who, who, who replace him? I mean, I guess Metzen is kind of the the other one. Uh, I mean, uh, Samwise <laughs> Didier. Samwise Didier. This just in: Metzen replacing Metzen. Not Metzen. Uh, Morheim. They both have M's. Listen, we were just over this. Same letter. Screws Jacob up. Uh, Morheim. Mike Morheim. Uh, he's the the CEO of the company, right? He's he's the founder. Whichever. He's one of the higher ups, if not the high up. Uh, could be it, or again, Samwise Didier, who's been with the company forever, and again, it, it just has a lot of energy behind him. So, yeah, or it's something going to be different. Number seven. <laughs> they do have a lot of uh, guys who who do video production on their end that could kind of take that role over, not in the same way, but it will be interesting for sure. Uh, Taylor, did you have, or Brandon, did you have any other uh, announcement predictions? Uh, I don't think we're actually going to see too much cool thing from Diablo. They have like a 15-minute panel. Yeah, I believe it's going to be something small. It's going to be like one of those initial 
big bangs, and then that's it. I, I thought we're not going to hear anything for another year. For them. But uh, yeah, until like, I, just... I saw like the like schedule, and it's like, oh, they have like 10 minutes to talk. <laughs> it's not. They're probably going to be like, yeah, we're going to release the bug tricks. I would be surprised. <laughs> I would not be surprised if one of the other um, discussions uh, actually gets turned into a Diablo event of some sort. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll there's see. there's going to be secrets. There always is. Uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be some announcements. I mean, that that one year when they announced Diablo three by some guy who, I can't remember who it was coming out on stage strumming the the Tristram song. Chords. Yeah, that was amazing, by the way. Like, that's, that's all they did, <laughs> and everyone just like lost their minds. Yeah, it was, and it all was they great. did was flash a big face of Diablo, Diablo and the number three on it, and then yeah. that was it. Oh my god! Yeah, like that was <laughs> like the, they had three minutes, and then it was over. <laughs> so I'm expecting something like that. It's not going to be like the big reveal of like this is this is what the character classes are going to be, and like you can expect it tomorrow. Like no, it's just going to be. Something quick and small, but like, hey, we're working on this. And it's going to be out in two years. Get hype. I mean, I was going to say three, but okay. <laughs> I'd be okay with two. So it actually really sucks for We haven't been doing much. It's already out, actually. I. <laughs> we yeah. released it on We just never day. marketed it. <laughs> already. Yeah, it's actually a playable teaser in that, that <laughs> no one's actually beaten yet. And when you beat it, it's like. Uh, guy from Walking Dead playing Diablo 4. Speaking okay. of cool things, um, Brandon actually has some pretty cool news uh, in regards to Extra Life. Yeah! Just take so, the announcement out of them. <laughs> yeah, right? Ruining all my excitement. Some people might not know what Extra Life is, if you want to... Yeah, Extra Life is a, uh, I guess, I guess what you can say, it's a, like a fundraising, um, page, person, thing. It's a group that, that, Thank that you, helps group. people. That's the name I was looking for. <laughs> it's yeah, a charity organization. It, it's a charity organization. Thank you. Someone's using their brain today. It's not, it's not me. It's Definitely not, not me. me. Yeah, Taylor, extra, right extra Life. Yeah, Taylor's the brains here. Extra Life, it's a charity organization, and uh, every year they, well, not every year, but I mean, now it's every year. Every year since 2008, they've been raising money for uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, and to do that, they've been, uh, well, you know, fundraising, but also, to get the attention, they've uh, been performing 24-hour streams every year, well, once a year, and that date is November 5th. And, uh, wow, someone, someone help me out here. I'm losing <laughs> my mind. Yeah, so Brandon is going to be participating in this. He is going to be doing a 24-hour live stream on his Twitch channel, which is uh, X Blackhawk X, I believe. X Blackhawk. if I'm wrong. 19X. <laughs> X Blackhawk 19X. Your names are the worst. But X yes, Blackhawk that is 19X. Uh, what it's going to be. So he would love to have you there we are also going to be um or rather i am also going to be on the uh channel helping him out playing games with him trying to keep him awake over these 24 hours um yes jacob come just watch. decided that you didn't he talk did Brent. no 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 so this is pre-worked out 
we're gonna do things and stuff, you know. Stream yeah, some Overwatch. So, Brandon, you are going to be starting at um, November fifth. At what time? Uh, five in the morning, maybe four. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and then you'll be going for the full twenty-four hours. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, do you want to lift list off some of the games you're going to be playing? Oh, there's going to be a lot, like a lot, a lot, like Diablo. Diablo two. Yeah, maybe. Diablo two, and maybe Diablo three, and that's it. Yeah, and that's it. You know. <laughs> no, and definitely, uh, definitely some heroes. Maybe some. Uh, well, maybe some heroes. Uh, definitely some Overwatch. I should yes. say. Um, mostly Destiny, on Xbox. Um, definitely Minecraft. <laughs> and absolutely some Rocket League because that is just a ton of Rocket fun. League. Yes, I agree with the Rocket League as well as the Overwatch, of course. Um, and the proceeds from your fundraising. Uh, they portion. go to a local charity in uh, in our uh, in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, yeah, McMaster's uh, Children's Hospital. Yeah, so please come and support him. Watch, donate if you can. I will link his uh, Extra Life donation page in our show notes. It would be wonderful if you could uh, kind of give to a, a pretty awesome charity. Um, yeah, even if you don't uh, donate, I mean, check out the charity. It's it's a great cause. Yeah, get involved. Uh, it's pretty, pretty cool, honestly. Watch some streams. Uh, so, be around. Again. Say hi. Yeah, just uh, give people your support, whether it's monetary or with your eyeballs. So that, again, will be on November 5th at 5, <laughs> 5 a.m. Um, not Pacific time. Uh, Five AM uh, Mountain time. No, I could and deal the... with. I could deal with Pacific time. That would have been <laughs> nice. Eight in the morning for me. Yeah, that'd be great. And again, the Twitch channel is X Blackhawk nineteen X. He did it. Awesome. Yeah, and I think we did it. We're we're done with the episode. Thanks so much for uh, listening to us, guys. If you like what you heard here today, please consider subscribing or giving us a rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, if you want me to put this show on some other form of web host, uh, please tell me where. I'll try and get us there. Uh, or you if, follow... you, if you even want it on cassette, let Jacob know. He'll make cassettes. He, I will, mean... uh, he will ship it, too. <laughs> I mean, I probably won't, but... We I can get it on vinyl. No, it's too late. It's canon. But like, if someone asks, you have to. Yeah. It, yeah VHS even. Bound by podcasting we'll do it. law. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter on at ow underscore overtime. Again, that's ow underscore overtime on Twitter. And you can reach us by email at owovertime at gmail If you have any comments, questions, concerns, anything you want read out on the air on our show, we will gladly do that for you. Um. We also have another show called Press A to Podcast, where we review a different video game every episode. You can follow that show on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at Press A to Podcast. Twitch just has underscores instead of spaces. But that's all the time we have for this week. So for me, Brandon, and Taylor, we will see you next week. 